This is the MDRT Podcast. Whether it's a client complaint, a lack of information provided, or otherwise, sometimes advisors feel unsure how to handle a situation. During a conversation at MDRT headquarters before the pandemic, Chad DeMar, Rockford, Illinois. Stacy Khan, Skokie, Illinois. Xiao Chen, Clarendon Hills, Illinois. Maria J. Garcia, Riverside, Illinois. Discuss these challenging experiences and how they dealt with them. Customer complaints. <laughs> when sometimes you forget and when a client calls and complains and is really irate and you're like taken aback, it's like, now what do I do? Knowing in the back of your mind, almost to a point where you start doubting yourself. It's like, wait a minute. And then you go back and you review the, okay, no, this was done. But at least in my situation, I have felt lost. The, the few times, luckily, there have been few times, but the few times that there have been complaints. And then I obviously uh, bring it to the compliance officer there and we go through everything. But it, to me, it's a very intimidating time because I know I did the proper thing, but yet somebody's accusing me. And that to me is very challenging because I, in my mind, in my heart, I know I did the right thing, but it's like part of me panics. And it's like the compliance is there holding my hand and say, okay, this is what we can do next and approach it. And luckily, 25 years I've been here, so there's been no merit. But those are the things that have kind of thrown me off balance in my career. Have you ever made any adjustments as a result of one of those situations? Just documenting everything. Just making sure everything is documented you know, putting notes. And that's where, again, I'm going into technology where now we can do it on the computer and everything. I'm still writing them on in the file, but getting slowly into, okay, let's go this. I had a conversation. This is what happened. But yeah, that, that was one of the things that I completely threw me off. I think it's underwriting. I mean, today I had a conversation with a client and her husband. They both were declined for insurance. And, you know, what do you do? Well, you get, you are very organized when you get on the phone. And I got off the phone and I told her I loved her and we'd figure it out, but she's not healthy. And she has a number of steps she needs to take and her husband in order to be insured. And those are not fun conversations, Mm -hmm. but going in again, you're having, you got to meet expectations and say, this is iffy. I'm concerned about your build, about your meds, about your family history. So you want to, and keeping communicating is the process is going on. So that was okay. right before I got here. That was okay. four applications declined. Okay. <laughs> but the conversation was, what is the solution? The solution mm-hmm. is who cares about the insurance? Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we get you healthy. Mm-hmm. And in six months when you've lost 30 pounds, which was part of the beginning of the issue, mm-hmm. we will have another conversation. So I'll be following up and checking in to see how it's going. I'll be your wellness coach. Mm-hmm. I'll be your rah-rah coach. But these are the things. So it's not going to happen today, but we're helping these people move along to build healthier lives where they can then buy insurance in a favorable manner. I don't think you ever know what to say because you don't know re- the reaction of the person. You don't know who's in front of you because it's all great when you're selling it, but when mm-hmm. you're now telling them they're not good. Mm-hmm. And that's a personal thing at this mm-hmm. point. You need to hear the reaction of that person in order to know how to respond appropriately. Mm-hmm. And you have to have empathy. Yeah. Because we all think we're perfect. Mm-hmm.
I don't care. You could have a stroke yesterday. You say to someone, I'm great. I'm feeling really good today. <laughs> so it's our job to understand that medical history, kind of set it up up front. But when you bring bad news, which truly I'm like that everything rolls up to me. So I bring bad news a lot of times to a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a few times a week that I'm yeah. dealing with some problem that needs I need to call. So I think it's been very prepared at that meeting, that conversation. And starting with... I feel terribly about this. I understand, but let me tell you why, what, and how we're going to fix it. So Stacy brought up the good points. Like in my first few years in the industry, when I was a uh, novice, although I still have a lot to learn, generally when I meet a client, I just take their, for instance, like Chad, do you have a clean bill of health? Everybody would say yes, right? Mm -hmm. So in the early days, I took that as what went at face value. And then I submitted the application. I ran the illustration like the best rating. And then, of course, like some got declined, some got tabled. So those early days I felt, and then in a lot of those cases, and the, to the client somehow put me to blame too. So it was something that I had to realize, like, so the solution to that going forward is, you know, during the application process, I had to make sure everything, I had to really dig deep, you know, are you sure? Did you, did you have this done or something? So after I started doing that, these scenarios of disaster stopped coming up. So I was grateful for that. But that, that was a big uh, lesson in the human nature. Do you find yourself following up to say, are you sure you're telling me everything? Yeah, yeah, because I would actually share stories without telling them who it is I should. Actually, this is a true story. So one of my team had a client who's 39-year-old, this interview. Is there, is there anything wrong with you? No. He got tabled. It was like one of the either E or F, one of those. <laughs> yeah, it was high ones. And then it was uh, so actually it was not my case, but it was someone from my team. So I told that associate, I told you got to be transparent with him. Actually, this is actually is a more serious, serious problem than getting the life insurance. Someone 39 year old shouldn't have that rating. You know, actually got to, so actually just uh, echo what Stacy was saying, you know, you got to actually make the client feel that you're actually concerned for his health, you know, so, yeah. And, and that's, that's actually one thing that my associate said, like, you know, so the uh, numbers, the outcome is far from what we were projecting, but it actually means you really need this, you know, mm -hmm. and then at the end, the client took that. I had that happen yeah. with a guy who was buying disability insurance, and oh. during the exam at the end, they found out he was diabetic. He was oh. like 39, I think, or 40, very young, the CFO of a big company. And the way I approached it was, you are so lucky that we found this now. Because this could be serious. You don't see doctors often enough. And if this would have waited, this could have been very dangerous to you and your family. How lucky are we? I mean, what's he going to say? He can't be mad. <laughs> He's got to say, thank you so much. You know, you saved my life, which we did. Yeah. And I think that's part of our job. And, so, and sometimes when they're tabled, you have to say, listen, you're lucky to have been approved. Approved, yes, yes, exactly. And this is not the end. So if the health rating changes in the future and you're with the right company, you may be able to be taken back right. through and we can adjust this in the future. So it's it's a conversation about your family needs this because if you don't correct it, you're going to leave them with a situation that you definitely don't want them to be in. And you can make adjustments sometimes in that case. Not always, but sometimes they're just angry. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. They play victim and they say it's your fault and it's not your fault. There's nothing you can do.
when I started out in this business, somebody said, wait for the accident to happen in the day and get over it real quick and move on. Because every day there's something that comes up that stops your day and makes you have to go and work on it for a minute. And that wasn't the plan for the day from the beginning, regardless of the database you have in front of you. There's a fire that comes up and it will take away from what you were projecting. So, and that agent said to me, if there's two or three, it's probably just time to go home today and absolve it. Go do your gardening (laughs) or find something like, you know, Something you like, go out, hit some golf balls around or do something, even if it's just for 30 minutes to get away from it, to get a fresh mindset on it before you go back to work on it. So that would probably just be mine. I mean, things are happening all day long. I probably have six or seven phone calls that I got to deal with now that are probably fires. But in mine, I try to, as one of the managing partners said, is be a duck. You know, just let it fall off of you. And, and, but below the water, your legs are spinning like crazy. I try not to associate them because they will add up over time. I guess the only one I could is when I brought a client in and I told them square out that I wanted them to go home and think about it. And they wouldn't, they just wouldn't think about it. And they decided they were going to move forward when I told them to go home and think about it several times. And then they came back to me. I have an innate ability to see people. Like I just, I can recognize kind of who I'm in front of and something about his character was not making me comfortable where you wind up in a position where there is a complaint. So I told him, I'm not comfortable with this process. I'd like you to go home overnight, discuss it with your wife and think about it. No, he was dead set on doing it. And he did it. And then four weeks later proceeded to move the money someplace else. When I told him square out, don't do this without thinking about it. And he was going, I mean, it was honestly, it was going from a a market that was doing well to the fourth quarter of 2008, which is not pretty. And he panicked and I told him, this is what happens. You just need to hang on. We built for the long, it's a buy and hold situation. And he just wasn't having it. And like I said, I had gone over and over about it. Go home, think about it. And if I were to go back, probably my learning lesson would be saying, well, if you want to do this, you can go write it with somebody else because it's not going to be with me today. And that was last year, so that would be my learning lesson. Just because it's there and they want to do it doesn't mean you have to take them. I don't care what the commission is because in back end, it will come back and bite you because it's always the client who wins. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.